0: Hello. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, welcome to our webinar regarding Poland e-invoicing process. Um, we're going to do a short introduction about Malasoft, um, our sort of e-invoice uh, package that we offer, and important dates for everyone to know regarding Polish e-invoicing. Um, a short introduction about myself. Um, I'm sales manager here at Malasoft, so I deal with all of the European customers. And Yavos, uh, our head of SAP here, um, he res- he's responsible for all of our SAP projects and he has a, a strong focus on e-invoicing topics. Um, he's going to guide you through the presentation now and um, yeah, grab a coffee, uh, relax and uh, enjoy the presentation.
1: Hello everyone, Uh, welcome you all. Uh, As Bradley introduced, I am Yavuz Durdak from MeraSoft SAP team. Today, uh, we will uh, talk about Poland's e-invoicing process and the MeraSoft solution uh, for Poland. The agenda of the briefing is as on the screen. Uh, I will start with a brief MeraSoft company introduction, then I will continue with the Poland e-invoicing system, the capabilities and requirements and uh, important dates in Poland e-invoicing process, and uh, then I will continue with Melasoft solution uh, for Poland, specifically for Poland e-invoicing, and uh, I will talk about the stages of the project implementation. Finally, uh, I will share some SAP user interfaces uh, from our solution. Let's start with company introduction. As Melasoft uh, Information Technologies, uh, we were established in 2013, and uh, we are acting in information technology sector. Our headquarters is located in Frankfurt, Germany. Also, we have offices at Istanbul, Ankara, and Warsaw. At the same time, we have local consultants at different countries uh, in which our products and services are uh, in use. Uh, In general, uh, we produce innovative solutions uh, within the scope of digital transformation in different countries, uh, specifically uh, European countries, uh, Asian countries, and USA. Also, we have SAP and non-SAP solutions, and we are expanding the uh, scope of our activities uh, in the information technology sector according to needs and requirements of our customers. So, uh, here you can see the general organization structure of our company. Uh, In general, we have three main uh, production units, SAP products, non-SAP products, and research and business development units. Uh, Also, uh, we have three main, our products can be categorized in three main groups, uh, compliance solutions, products, and services. The compliance solutions, uh, as the name suggests, are, the, uh, are produced within the scope of digital transformation of governments, and uh, we have a number of different solutions, uh, namely e-invoice, e-archive, e-ledger, e-dispatch, virtual, warehouse, e-accounting slip, and recycling fee declaration. Uh, all of these products are uh, produced, are uh, customized according to the needs and requirements of the countries and also companies. So. Uh, uh, once we start a compliance solution installation, uh, we start with the company uh, and we make we conduct co- functional analysis and uh, we customize the product according to company's uh, internal processes and also the government regulations. Uh, here you can see a list of countries that Melasoft solutions are currently in use uh, in this list. Uh, mainly the European countries are given, but we have also solutions in Egypt, Kazakhstan, Russia, Saudi Arabia and USA as well. In addition to these compliance solutions, uh, our uh, Microsoft has some other products in different areas. Uh, you can see the categories, the SAP GDPR solutions, integration solutions, financial solutions, smart banking applications, FinTech solutions, commercial solutions and software development solutions. Uh, These products are uh, produced according to needs and requirements of our customers. So in case needed, uh, some different products can also be uh, produced uh, with the requirement of our customers. In addition to these solutions, we also have some consulting services uh, including SAP functional consultancy, project consultancy, and technical consultancy. Also, we have product development, mobile software development, cryptocurrency solutions, and NFT development solutions as well. We non-SAP units.
0: And also regarding consulting services, so we operate in Europe, so we're able to cover and support, for instance, companies in Germany and Poland for, for consulting services. All we have to do is understand the project, realize the project, we can create blueprints, um, we also have a, a team in Turkey as well, so we can do offshore services. Um, so we, have, we, we offer a variety of, of topics as well. Thanks, Yavuz. Thanks. Uh,
1: regarding our uh, solutions and our services, uh, you can find more detailed information in our website. And uh, if you need additional information or if you need some demo, then uh, you can touch, uh, get in touch with us and uh, we can uh, schedule a meeting uh, regarding more detailed explanation and capabilities of our uh, services and solutions as well. So uh, let's come to the, our main topic, the e-invoicing process. Uh, as you know, an invoice is considered as the formal document uh, that is issued by the seller uh, that because of the services uh, and uh, goods, sales of goods. So electronic invoice uh, has a similar uh, scope. So it is an electronic document, and it also represents the official request for payment. especially with the development of information technologies. Uh, today, most of the governments switch from traditional invoicing systems to electronic invoice, and uh, Poland uh, is also uh, is, uh, in this scope that they are planning to switch to electronic invoicing system uh, in uh, 2024. The invoicing process, uh, of, of course, may differ from countries to countries, but in general, uh, it has a similar structure. First of all, the relevant invoice data should be constructed from the ERP system, from different modules, such as sales and distribution, FI, and MM modules. Uh, then, this electronic uh, document is uh, created by using the predefined standard formats. These formats change from country to country and the format may also change. Uh, in general, XML format or JSON format can be used. So based on the templates provided by the governments, the uh, XML files are created. Uh, also in some countries, some digital uh, signed signatures may be required. So the document should be signed with the digital signature and then submitted to the tax authorities. Uh, the tax authorities control the document, and if it is validated, then it is sent to the recipient or if it is not validated, then it is sent back to the supplier for correction this is the general procedure in EU invoice process but uh, as i said uh, depending on government regulations some minor differences occur in this process that let's come to the poland invoicing system the background timeline system capabilities and uh, working principles sorry in poland uh, the national invoicing system is simply called the krewoja system e-faktur abbreviated as ksef uh, is the main platform that is used for e-invoicing. This system has the main capabilities of receiving the invoices, controlling them, processing, issuing, storing and sending them to the recipients. So these main functions are conducted by this self-system. Uh, for the issuance of invoices to public authorities, uh, it means business-to-government uh, transactions, PEF portal, which then another platform is used, but for business-to-business and business-to- Consumer B2C uh, transactions are conducted over the KSEF portal. Also, the businesses are able to produce structured electronic invoices in their ERP systems and send them to the KSEF portal with, by using the application programming interface. So, these API services are used but by uh, both ends—the uh, invoice issuer and invoice recipient. They use these API services in order to get and receive their invoices from the government portal. Here uh, you can see the project timeline. Uh, the process starts in October 2021, KSF API specifications are determined in the state and a test platform is constructed. And uh, in the same month, the Sejm of Republic of Poland passes the Act on National System of e-Invoices. And uh, during the dates between October and December 2021, a pilot project is initiated in Poland, and taxpayers participated in this project and used the system as a pilot application. And uh, starting from January 2022, the national system of invoicing is used as a voluntary solution. So uh, currently, the companies can use the system voluntarily. There are some incentives uh, we will discuss in a minute uh, to use the system voluntarily. So uh, currently, the companies can use the system uh, voluntarily. And in March 2022, the European Union Commission sent a draft decision to the European Union Council to authorize. Uh, Poland to implement mandatory invoicing system. And uh, with a current update, uh, the mandatory use of business-to-business invoicing system in Poland is postponed to July 1st of 2024. It was January 1st, uh, 2024, but uh, it is delayed to July 1st, 2024. Here you can see the main uh, time lines. Uh, As I said, the testing period was October 2021, the voluntary phase started in January 2022, and mandatory use of business-to-business e-invoice transactions will start with July 1st of 2024. Now, uh, let's talk about uh, how the system works. First of all, uh, the users need to access to the national system of e-invoices, and this access uh, can be obtained by different uh, ways. First of all, the taxpayer or an authorized person or an authorized entity uh, is required. Uh, And uh, there are four different methods can be used for uh, logging, accessing to the CSEF system. These are trust signatures, qualified electronic signatures, electronic qualified seals, and the unique token generated by CSEF. So by using one of these methods, uh, the entities can uh, access to the system. The natural person can use trust signatures and qualified electronic signatures but the legal entities need to use electronic qualified seals, and uh, for they can assign personnel for using the system. For the first person, uh, they have to make a notification, a detailed notification to the CSEF, uh, and some information should be given by this notification. And For the others, the, uh, the authorization can be given to other personnel by using electronic means. So, Uh, For the first person, you need to have a notification, but for the others, the second, third, and so on, you can do it electronically. Also, uh, the legislators is to provide the possibility of issuing a structured invoice uh, in two ways. First of all, uh, the users can create the invoices by using the web interface of the CEF portal, but this is for uh, consumers or end users or small-scale companies But for large-scale companies that produce a high number of transactions, high number of invoices, they need to use the second option by using the financial and accounting system. Their ERP system should be connected, should be integrated with the CEF portal, and the invoices should be created automatically and sent to the portal. So this is the second option. Here uh, you can see the general architecture of the system for incoming and outgoing invoices. For incoming invoices, the client should make inquiries from the government portal uh, using the API services, and if new invoices are available, then these invoices should be transferred to the uh, ERP system. For the outgoing invoices, on the other hand, the XML data should be extracted from the ERP system, uh, and it should be formatted according to predefined templates for different invoice types and these structured invoices should be sent to the government portal by means of, again, the API services provided by the government, and once the invoice is approved in the government site, an invoice ID is returned, and this invoice ID is the unique ID that is used for uh, tracking, monitoring, and other other, uh, transactions for monitoring the invoice. So, uh, The government portal uh, checks the incoming invoices in terms of two main issues. First of all, a semantic correctness is checked. So as I said before, uh, some templates are available and the invoices should be produced according to templates. So a semantic correctness uh, is uh, checked and also authorization of the sender is also controlled by the CSEF portal. If both of these uh, conditions are satisfied, then invoice is uh, validated. Otherwise, an error message is returned uh, to the sender uh, if it is a uh, semantic problem. Then the uh, reason code is uh, given, or, or also if it is an authorization, then the authorization code is uh, received. So uh, the platform issues a series of notifications to inform the users. As I said before, a number of a number is assigned to the time step. So uh, once the invoice is validated by the government portal a CSEF number is assigned by using the time of uh, the invoice that is received by the portal. So, uh, if the invoice is not accepted, then an invoice rejection is returned together with the rejection reason, and also if the portal is not available, if it is done, then an inability to issue invoice's message is received by the recipient. Uh, as I said before, if the uh, invoice is validated, a digital timestamp is applied to the invoice and it is sent to KSEF. This time uh, may be different from the original issue time of the invoice because uh, the invoice may be issued in today and it can be sent to the KSEF portal tomorrow. So the timestamp uh, in the KSEF may be different from the issue time of the invoice, so this is not a problem. But uh, the KSEF uh, number is produced according to this time. Also the portal has the capability to archive the documents the text documents for 10 years and using this document number Ksef number the users can uh, reach and download the documents whenever needed so uh, the archiving uh, capability of the Ksef portal is uh, available so you can reach uh, your documents and download them whenever needed uh, during this 10 year period Uh, Poland uh, uses structured invoice, uh, different from uh, uh, most of the countries, uh, they do not use the European standard, but they have a different standard developed in Poland. So uh, this, this structured invoice is defined as uh, a structured invoice is issued and received via the national system of EU invoices using an interface software. It has an electronic form and is created in accordance with a provided template. These templates are available in the XEV portal for different invoice types. So using these templates, uh, the invoice should be created uh, and mapped according to this template. There are uh, more than 350 fields in the invoice, so it's a detailed uh, XML file. So uh, some of these fields are mandatory, some of these fields are optional, uh, especially the mandatory fields should be populated because otherwise, the semantic check uh, is not approved. So the mandatory fields should be uh, populated. In addition to that, if some optional fields are uh, populated, then some uh, subfields under the optional fields may be mandatory. Then this time, these uh, mandatory fields should also be populated. Uh, once the, as I explained beforehand, once all of these semantic checks are uh, approved, then the invoice is validated. Here uh, you can see a screenshot from the website. There are some examples are given in the website for different invoice types. And for each invoice type, the XML structure, example XML structure is also given. So the invoice type should be mapped according to these uh, example XML files. So uh, in order to uh, motivate the taxpayers to use the system, uh, the government has some incentives. Uh, The first one is the taxpayers receive a VAT return. Faster. This means in normal, normally it is 60 days, then it is 40 days for the users of the system. In addition to that, the invoices will be kept in the database of the Minister of Finance and it is protected against damage or loss. So you will be able to receive and download your uh, invoices whenever needed. So this is another advantage. Also, the companies that use the system voluntarily. Uh, will be exempt from the uniform control file for invoices, file declaration. So this is a file declaration that is mandatory, but if you use the system uh, voluntarily, then you will be exempt from this declaration uh, because you already uh, notify all of your uh, text to the government portal, so you are exempt from this notification also. Also, using the system has some advantages in terms of uh, business uh, use. First of all, uh, the system improves the business process efficiency because it provides faster and easier access to documents. Once you issue an invoice, uh, it is sent to the government portal in, in a very short time. If it is validated, then it can be received by the recipient again in a very short time. So all of the transactions may occur uh, in minutes. So it is much more efficient. Also, uh, thanks to the standard, standardized invoice format, it is more secure and reliable. So the commercial transactions are much more reliable compared to traditional invoicing system as all of the processes most of the processes are automated and uh, this results in reduced human error so the errors will be minimized also in terms of government perspective tax controls will be much more uh, smoother and it will be optimized also the tax collection will be increased by using this system so uh, that brings me to the microsoft e-invoicing solution Uh, In this part, uh, I will briefly introduce our solution and I will talk about our architecture examples.
0: And also one one from, from my side. So in Poland, we've already implemented our solution. So multiple customers already have had our package implemented. So this is a working package. Um, if, if basically you do not have an invoice system at the moment, it's possible for us to, to do this and we have experience in this area. Uh, please go ahead, Yavos.
1: Yes, as Bradley explained, our package is already used in production system currently in voluntary phase. So uh, this solution is a working solution. Uh, so the main components of our invoicing solution is the outbound invoice cockpit, inbound invoice cockpit, application programs, periodic programs, and custom programs and tables. Uh, by using our outbound invo- invoice cockpit, the users can send all required invoices to the XSEF portal in accordance with the government specifications. So the invoice is mapped according to uh, given templates. Uh, all mandatory fields are populated from the SAP system, from the information extracted from the SAP system. So it is sent to the government portal and it passes the validation of the government. Uh, on the other hand, inbound invoice cockpit uh, is also used for receiving the invoices that are uh, sent to the company. So uh, thanks to our periodic jobs, uh, we uh, send inquiries to the XEF portal, and once new invoices are available, then these invoices are transferred to the inbound cockpit and you will be able to see the invoices in the inbound cockpit without visiting the CSEF portal. Also, uh, the three main components are the application programs are the end user programs that are used for accessing the cockpits. Also, we have periodic programs that run periodically. Also, these programs can be run if needed. Uh, These these programs are used for updating the cockpits, the status information of the documents, et cetera. And also, uh, we have custom programs and tables These custom programs or tables are used for customization of our products according to your company's needs and uh, government specifications. So, uh, these are the main components. In general, uh, the general system architecture for the outgoing invoices is uh, illustrated in this slide. At one end, we have the invoice issuer, the client, and the other end, we have the recipient. We extract information from the SAP system, mainly SD and FI modules, and if you use MM invoices, then we also use MM module, then the information is mapped uh, in our Microsoft SAP add-on. Our solution is an SAP add-on, so it works under SAP system, and we have a, a specified namespace for Microsoft, so uh, it does not contradict with SAPs or the other objects. So uh, it can be implemented easily without affecting your other business processes. Uh, once the invoice uh, data is collected from the SAP system, it is directed to the KSEF portal. Uh, if you use some SAP integrators, uh, SAP layers such as PIPO, CPI, uh, or other uh, enterprise integr- integrators such as HIP or WSO2, Uh, We can integrate with these solutions as well, so by using these integrators or uh, a direct connection is also possible, we send the invoices to the government portal and uh, once the invoice is validated in the portal, then it is sent to the recipient. In general, uh, the four main invoice types are used in Poland, the basic invoices, prepayment invoices, billing invoices and corrective invoices. Corrective invoices are available for all of the three other invoice types, so you can create Collective invoices for basic invoices, prepayment invoices, and billing invoices as well. In terms of capabilities, uh, in our uh, outbound cockpit, you can monitor the files in different formats, including HTML and XML formats. So you can control, you can cancel the invoices, you can check the status of the invoices. And also, if you want to send the invoices to your recipients by using email, then an email sending option is also available. Uh, finally, we have the attachment option. Uh, in some countries, we can add direct attachments, the structured attachments such as PDF files, but in Poland, this is not allowed. Instead, we can uh, add a link uh, as attachment to the XML file, so the recipient can uh, reach the attachments by using this link. Uh, but in the future, this attachment option may be available. If it is available, uh, depending on the updates on the CEF portal, uh, we can increase the capabilities in our system because the capabilities are strongly related with the API services provided by the government side. So uh, we are in close, uh, we are closely monitoring the CEF portal updates. So uh, according to these updates, we uh, add new capabilities to the cockpit. So uh, as I explained in the previous part, the government portal validates or rejects the invoices by using the rules and regulations, the invoice types, formats, mandatory data, signature, etc. All of these validations are uh, conducted, and if it is approved, then the invoice is sent to the recipient. Actually recipient should extract the invoice. So we have different architectural alternatives for outgoing invoices. Again, depending on the company's requirement, company's infrastructure, we may propose different alternatives as well. But the first alternative, as you see, uh, we can have a direct connection with the CEF portal uh, Instead of an integrator, we may have a direct connection with the XF portal. Also, uh, as an additional layer, we have a Melasoft GAS gateway as a service solution, as an intermediary solution between the government and the Melasoft SAP system. So uh, we can communicate with the government portal uh, over this GAS solution. In terms of security issues or in terms of other controls and checks, this solution may have some advantages. And in addition to these two SAP add-on solutions, we also have a Microsoft SAP standalone solution as well. This solution works outside the SAP system. The invoice data is uh, taken from the SAP system uh, in press format and extracted uh, and uh, formatted in XML format and sent to the CSEF portal. So these options are available for outgoing invoices. For the incoming invoices, uh, Again, uh, this time, the invoice issuer is the vendor, uh, sends the invoice to the CSEF portal. So, as I explained in the periodic jobs, we uh, send inquiries to the CSEF portal, and if new invoices are available, are sent to our company, then we, check, uh, we transfer these invoices to the inbound cockpit. In the inbound cockpit, uh, the user can make some controls uh, in HTML and XML view Currently, PDF view is not available uh, because uh, it is uh, related with the government. If PDF view is also added, then we can add the PDF view also. So you can uh, check the status of the invoices, you can download the invoices, and also you can email the invoices to the email recipients, Uh, then the invoice is sent to the SAP system. At this point, also we have different alternatives uh, in terms of architecture. For instance, if your company has a vendor invoice management system, then we can integrate our solution with these uh, SAP vendor invoice management systems also. So the incoming invoices are direct to this uh, vendor invoice management system, and also the status information is taken from the system. So depending on the capabilities of the system, uh, we can communicate with the system over the web services or RSC services, we can communicate with these vendor management systems as well. Also for the incoming invoices, uh, we also have Melasoft gas solution as an alternative. So as an intermediary between government portal and the SAP system, we may have the Melasoft gas solution and also uh, as the fourth alternative, we may also have standalone Melasoft solution uh, that is uh, out of the SAP system. So this option is also available for the incoming invoices. To summarize, uh, key features of Melasoft solutions are shown on this slide. First of all, our solution, our main solution, works as an SAP add-on, so it is the, under the control of the company, so uh, it is secured within the SAP system. Uh, also, our solution has its own namespace, so no need to modify the client SAP system. It does not contradict with other objects or classes of the SAP system. So when you have a major upgrade in your system, our solution uh, will not be affected and it will not affect the system also. So these are the main advantages. Also, we have separate cockpits for incoming and outgoing invoices. So you can assign different teams, different personnel for incoming and outgoing uh, invoices. Also in terms of operational efficiency, uh, monitoring incoming and outgoing invoices separately is an advantage. Also, uh, depending on the capabilities provided by the government, you can display the invoice in different formats, PDF, XML, HTML, etc. Using our, the Excel, X, XSLT tool, uh, the invoice design is also possible in our system. Also as I explained in alternatives parts, we have ability to integrate with different systems such as PI, PO layers, VIM systems, document management systems, etc. Also, another advantage is the ability to authorization the transactions. So all of the operations in the inbound and outbound copies can be authorized to users. So you can uh, create user groups and you can assign different authorizations to these user groups in your SAP system. (coughs) Also, uh, our system has the ability to direct the incoming invoices to the responsible personnel. If required, this ability is also available. Uh, also, we have, we have body outputs, so using these outputs, you can uh, make improvements in the system. If you an, uh, have an ABAP team, then you can make improvements. Also, all operations are locked in the system and uh, our system is adaptable with other systems thanks to this modern architecture. So we can integrate with, we can communicate with, with different systems as long as uh, we have uh, connection alternatives. In this slide, the general project implementation stages are given. Uh, in general, an e-invoice project can be implemented uh, in four weeks' time, uh, excluding the waiting times for uh, authorization, transports, etc. Uh, in general, uh, at the beginning of the project, we start a system analysis uh, of the company. Then, uh, after this analysis, we determine the customizations. Uh, invoice type customizations, company customizations, tax code, tax exemptions, etc. All of these customizations are determined and uh, done on the package. Uh, Once the customizations are completed, our package is imported to your test system and after system test and user acceptance test, our package is transported to the production system. Also, uh, we have user trainings for end users and also for technical users. We have user trainings and also we provide the documentation, uh, technical documentation and user documentation uh, for uh, the cockpits. Now I will show some uh, user interfaces from SAP system. As I explained in the previous section, uh, our uh, SAP user access menu has three main sections. The first one is the application programs, the second one periodic programs and customizations. Using the application programs, you can reach the cockpits, you can reach the FI invoice creation program, etc. Also the periodic programs uh, update the cockpits and the customizations are used for customization of the product according to uh, your company and uh, government specifications. (coughs) Here you can see the uh, outgoing invoice cockpit screen. Uh, Here you can uh, make some filters based on company codes, document information, e-document information, partner information, status history. So you have different filtering options and using these filtering options, uh, you can uh, filter the outgoing invoice. So uh, here you can see the outgoing invoice. In the outgoing invoice, all of the invoices that are sent to the external parties are, parties are listed. Also, uh, as I explained beforehand, you can view in different formats, including HTML and XML. Also, you can mail the invoices to the uh, recipients. If it is a you may some you may some attach some files to the invoice from this cockpit as well, but currently attachment is not allowed in Poland. Also, you can see the history who uh, the transactions uh, conducted on the invoice can be seen. Also the status information, invoice type, all, XML, all data in XML file actually can be is shown on these columns. Uh, these columns can also be customizable, so the order of the columns uh, can be also uh, customized according to user needs. Once the invoice is controlled, uh, then it is uh, by using the send e-invoice button, then the invoice is sent to the XF portal. As you see in the right hand side, a CSEF reference number is visible. Once the invoice is sent to portal and it is validated, then this number is returned and it is automatically updated in our cockpit. So uh, you can monitor the invoice from the cockpit. In Poland, the monitoring is possible only to the government site. So you cannot see the, whether the recipient received and accepted or rejected. Acceptance and rejection is not possible in Poland. So you cannot see whether the recipient received the invoice or not. Only you can see that it is approved in the government portal or not. Maybe in the future, uh, these capabilities can also be added. Once they are added, then we can update the status history accordingly. In the same way, for the outbound cockpit, using the periodic jobs, the uh, incoming invoices are transferred to the uh, uh, inbound invoice, sorry, sorry, this is the outbound invoice cockpit, so in the outbound invoice cockpit, you can view the invoices in HTML view, and also in XML view, as I said before, uh, Poland uses a different XML uh, standardization that is specific to the co- country. So you can view the XML view and also you have the uh, exact replica of the uh, HTML view by the government site. For the inbound cockpit, uh, again, the invoices that are sent to your co- company address are received from the government's XEF portal and the information is displayed in the outbound cockpit. Uh, The invoices cannot be accepted or rejected, all of the invoices uh, are uh, uh, accepted because rejection is not possible in Poland. If the invoice has some errors, then uh, you may contact with your uh, suppliers in order to send a correction invoice. So by sending the correction invoice, uh, the errors can be uh, corrected. Uh, This is the end of our uh, presentation. So. If there are some comments or questions, then uh, we can answer.
0: Thanks a lot, yavos for, for, you know, spending time talking. That was a lot of talking. Um, yeah, um, if anyone has any questions, uh, please get them through. Um, and we can stay on a bit longer and answer any questions. Um, also, regarding... Uh, Potential uh, customers or clients that have not uh, used this uh, e-invoice system or have not implemented it, uh, like we said earlier, um, it is a, a live package. We have done it before, um, and it's working. Uh, also, we're sort of open to to partnerships as well. So, if any if any company or any person knows that we could they could use this package, then we're open to discussions as well. Um, so, yeah, uh, any any questions, please feel free, and um, we'll wait a, f- uh, a few minutes and then we'll find out.
1: Uh, I can see two questions. Uh, the first one is related with the, what are the SAP requirements,
0: does hey, the solution- Do we Something bring this up? Like this. this one? Yes, yes this one. Uh,
1: actually, uh, our uh, Menasoft solution is, uh, works with all versions of the SAP. So, if it is an older version or the newer version, as, uh, SAP S.HANA and other versions, our solution is compatible uh, for the solutions. So, in terms of compliance with SAP systems, we do not have any problem. Uh, for the older systems, uh, of course, some syntax issues may occur, but uh, we test and check these uh, syntax errors and we correct them. So, uh, in terms of SAP requirements, our solution is compatible with all versions of SAP systems. We have another question.
0: Yeah, I I can answer this one. Um, Two seconds. This one. Um, So yeah, basically uh, once the solution is implemented, we'll obviously track updates from the government. So if anything changes, we'll make them changes. Um, And basically that is part of the the maintenance fee. So once we've implemented, Basically, the, the, the proposal will be you'll have a license fee cost, uh, you'll have a, a mandate rate for certain customizations, and then you have a support fee, which is the maintenance fee. And basically, through that maintenance fee, we'll keep up to date with the government guidelines and we'll maintain the system so it's working correctly and it, it abides by all the, the, the local laws. Thank you. Any other questions? Don't feel shy. We've got time. Actually, I'll uh, put my email address on as well. So yeah, if you don't want to ask questions now. um, There's another question,
1: uh, Bradley.
0: Okay. Two seconds. Two seconds.
1: How much time does it take to implement and adjust? As I said, uh, approximately four weeks is sufficient for us. So uh, this also depends on uh, the study between our team and your team. So if the uh, required information is supplied on time, it takes about four weeks to uh, fully implement our
0: package. Thank you. And yeah. um... If you, if, if you don't feel confident enough to ask a question here, um, here's my email address, so you can email me uh, anytime, or you can just message me on LinkedIn and I can reply back to you, no problem.
1: There's another question, Bradley. Okay,
0: two seconds. Uh, this one's a long one. Yes,
1: uh, I got the message. Yeah. Uh, when KSEF is not available, uh, the, when we send invoice to the XEF portal and return message uh, is sent that the portal is not available and it is offline. So, uh, later uh, this is sent again to the portal, but the uh, invoice, the issue date of the invoice from the in the SAP system is the original issue date. So this date is uh, the main date. Uh, but uh, the date that is uh, validated in the cse portal is another uh, the issue date in the cse portal so uh, the main issue date is accepted as the invoice date so in terms of uh, failure in the portal uh, you will not face with any problems
0: thank you yavos <clears throat> okay um... We'll do three, three more minutes, wait for any additional questions and then uh, we can end it, okay? Okay, i will go and draw it to a close, okay? Um, so yeah, thanks everyone. Thanks to the people who participated and watched um, and took time out of the day to listen to us. Um, I hope you have a nice day and uh, yeah, we'll be in touch. Uh, the plan for the future for us, uh, we're going to do more webinars Um, Obviously, we've done Poland today, uh, but we're going to also look at different countries uh, like Romania, uh, Slovakia, uh, Slovenia. Um, We have solutions uh, across multiple countries, so we're going to actively do uh, more webinars. Um, Have a nice day. Thanks, everyone. And uh, uh, bye. See you soon. See you soon. Thank you very much for listening. Bye.